This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree <laughs> on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. Joining us uh, via the telephone from Texas is our man uh, Jeff Ash. He joins us on these Fridays, and oftentimes he's traveling uh, somewhere following volleyball this weekend. Once again, uh, Lefty, where are you at? What's going on? Hey, Todd, good morning. I am down in Denton, Texas, so northwest Dallas area. Yep. So, yeah, we're, we, we uh, arrived here yesterday, and we played one match last night. We got a win, and now we play right away at 9 a.m. Uh, down here this time which is, I guess, same as our time. So as I'm talking to you, it's in about uh, 30 minutes. Ah, that's so right. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so you want to get me off the phone. Jeez, Bergath, you're always bothering me when I'm trying to do something here. <laughs> so Hey, you gave me the option. You gave me the option. I could take the day off, and I said, no, I kind of yeah. I enjoy this. And yeah, yeah. We're, staying in a, we're staying in a house again with some parents, and they uh, one of the sets that made the show last week as they were taking their walk if you remember they yes. were walking by as i was out in my uh, truck doing this with you um they drove down to texas actually from iowa and uh they listened to my podcast on the way down so yeah. these people they like hearing their names on the podcast so <laughs> we've got another uh, great group of parents that are hanging out together and um yeah we got up i mean we have kind of the perfect mix of of people at the nice part about them, this would be Rich and Nancy, is they, uh, being they drove, they could bring down homemade cookies oh, and a cooler full of beer. Sure. So that's really nice. I get up, and I did some work right away this morning. And then Tim Walker, he's he's the breakfast guy. So I, I look look over, and here comes eggs and sausage to me. Like, <laughs> I, got her, I got her made. I help make the reservation. So, I mean, I do that part, but everybody pitches in. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So how about yep. volleyball? It's Augsburg when Jeff says we, he means uh, Augie. Augustana. Uh, uh, Augustana, that's right. I said Augsburg, didn't I? Augustana, that's what yep. I meant. And, that's okay. uh, and uh, you know, so what's going on? What's down there? Is it a tournament or something this weekend? Yeah, we're at the Texas University of Women or Texas Women's University. Okay. I'm not, I would think that it's a women's college, if that's even a thing, but I did see guys in T-shirts coming to watch their team play last night, so that's, one of the things we were just talking about, I don't know that much about it yet, but um, North Texas University is literally right behind our house, which you know probably yep. fairly well, the Green Wave or whatever they're called. But yep, yep. They've, got, they've got a massive uh, football stadium behind us, and that's so that's the area we're in. But you're you're familiar with Texas, yep, so you probably know what I'm talking about. I do. But, I, I yeah. kind of lived in that area a little bit, so yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, what um, – Typically, at this level, the first couple weekends of the season before we get into the tough NSIC play, yeah, um, you travel around usually to different, you know, like we were obviously in Denver last weekend, and now we're out here, and a lot of the teams in the NSIC are doing the same, you know, across the nation. They're at different areas. So you play against some different conferences. Um, usually it's pretty successful just because of how good our conference is. We had a tough weekend last weekend. I think I kind of mentioned we got a lot of new faces. Um, so we got people in different positions. We got new girls that are having to figure this out. And we just mentioned, you know, so if you think about it for our girls, so last Thursday to Sunday, fly in, they have class Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they were at the airport again already Hmm. to fly back out here. And, um, 
you know, we said for some of these younger girls, that is not the high school grind. I mean, you don't, you know, yeah, you might have games back to back or something, but you're driving 20 minutes or a half hour or, you know, you sleep in your, you sleep with your parents at night. So for them to have to do that and manage school and everything else, you can kind of see how there might be a little bit of a learning curve. So that's all been part of it for us. Yeah, no doubt. I, you know, one of the skills that college athletes have to really be good at is time management uh, because of everything that goes on, being a, uh, a college athlete and the practicing. And, and it's not just practice and, and matches. It's working out to be prepared uh, as well. There's right. a lot that goes into that, isn't there? Yeah, there absolutely is. And um, it's easy to not really think about that piece, but then you're kind of like, well, geez, why are, you know, what's missing here exactly today? Or why, why do we look like this? Or why do we look like that? And then you think about it and you're like, you know, what a grind for them. Yeah. And most of these students do, you know, they just started classes for the, for the year. So let's talk about the freshmen again a little bit, not to harp on them, but yeah. think about the change in their life. You know, they've totally changed after, you know, being, being under mom and dad here for however long they come to new college, new scene, new people, whole new, you know, coaching scheme and, you know, pace of play and speed. And then you throw in, well, let's jump on planes. Let's get into hotel rooms with these girls that sure. I know them, but I've really only known them for maybe a few weeks. And then you try to put that all out on the floor. And of course, everybody's got the same thing, but it's kind of the dynamics of it. That stuff is interesting to me. It's, you know, when you think about it, it's easy when you get there for the, the hour and a half match and you're in the you know like why aren't we doing this and why aren't we doing that but when you kind of talk about it out loud you're like well i could i could list a few reasons here why we might be struggling we don't have i mean we have some really good seniors and upperclassmen too but we have a lot of young girls that are having to figure this out and that's going to take a little while just like any sports team pro team college high school it's all the same yeah, you know, and I was thinking about that. We've visited uh, several times. You have this experience with the uh, kids that have come through high school and, and college athletics. I would bet there's a lot of uh, parents who get phone calls from their freshman uh, college student athletes saying, I don't like it here. I want to come home. And so uh-huh. you have to kind of talk them through that and say, well, this is all part of it. You know, hang in there, uh, see how this is all going to go. I, I would bet there's been many a parent has received those phone calls. Well, right, especially when all they've ever done is probably succeed mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to a point. And it's been, it's not easy because I think life is so relative. Of course, when you were a freshman, sophomore in high school, it was hard too. But, you know, you see those girls all day, you know, the families, oh, yep, there's there's that family, there's mom and dad, or you remember their big sister, their big brother, or, you know, what, whatever it was. And now you come here and it's like, we're going to throw you to the wolves, you're going to find all new friends, you're going to have to try to hone your skills, get better, improve, and then, you know, on top of that, why don't we throw you in the best Division two conference in <laughs> right. college ball? Right. You know, it's like, yeah, this, it's kind of like uh, the... This isn't Kansas anymore, Dorothy, or whatever the line is. It's, right. It's, it's real life, and it's it is fun. You know, you try to keep it in perspective. All the, you know, and I talk. I've talked about it a lot. How much you love the parents and and the the girls. And after this is our fifth year, so you become kind of a family, and everybody has their their own thing there too. But um, I'm competitive, so yeah, I want us to be the best. I want us to win. At this point, I want us to keep getting better, and we want. We had a really nice first two sets last night, and uh, now we'll get to come out again. Hopefully, they can work a few more kinks out, 
and it's fun to see the progression of the young girls. But also, like I said last week, you need to see that progression too from like my daughter and and her best friends and teammates that are seniors and upperclassmen. It's it's like any any team that we're talking about. We have we could have the same conversations about the Twins and the Vikings and the Gophers and yep. you know everybody. You know you just you want to see everybody take the next step. Uh, speaking of which, uh, so good luck to Augustana down there with volleyball. But let's talk about another of our passions, which is baseball. The, uh, the state tournaments wrapped up last weekend. Brood yeah. Island made it all the way to the uh, championship. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, that, that was pretty exciting for them. Now, they didn't win the state championship, but just to make it uh, quite an accomplishment. Yeah, I was there. Um, I'm uh, good friends with Doc, the manager, Doc yep. Nagel. Uh, huge shout-out to him. I Obviously, I played town team for a number of years and know what it takes to get to that game and to win that game and what it feels like to not come out You know, when you thought it was your time. And that was a great game. That was such a cool scene, Todd. You would have loved that. Yeah, I'm sure. Baseball guy. Yep. Um, I kind of woke up, and I'm like, I don't really have anything to do. Message a couple guys, eh, it's not going to work for us. And I'm like, I don't. I don't want to miss out on this. So I just drove down there by myself. I knew some people that were going to be there. And it's in Delano, which is a beautiful park. Yeah. And uh, I drive up, and I was about 10 minutes late. And they they have bleachers out in right field. And I could see that that was packed already. You know, a town team park with bleachers in right field, you don't see that very often. No. And if you do, nobody will be there. So, and there was just people everywhere. I walk inside, and it is literally lined all the way to the foul pole on both sides. They had left field bleachers, right field deck, and there was people everywhere. I was just like, wow, what a what a scene to be on the field for that. And even just to be there, it was it was so fun. And Maple Lake was a really dang good team. They made yeah. some awesome plays. And the only thing that kind of stinks about that tournament, and I'm, again, speaking because I've been there and, you know, experienced it, but it's so hard on your pitching that last weekend. You have three games and, you know, yeah, you've got draftees, but even for like a Bird Island, their strong point this year was pitching, and then you get down to it, and you've got to throw start the game with draftees, bring in another draftee, then you kind of look at your guys like, can anybody throw? I mean, we had the same thing. I remember warming up our last state championship; it was uh, double elimination, so we're kind of like, who is left that can even throw it? Because we won, we were in the losers bracket. We won the first game. Kind of look around. I go down. I had arm problems at that point. I warm up a little bit. I'm like, well, I'll go, but this doesn't feel very good, <laughs> you know. And you look at the next athlete over there that pitches some, and it's like, mm, I don't know. So then the guy that had pitched the game before just kept going. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's not ideal. I mean, you think about it. You get to the World Series, that isn't going to be the case. You know, you're going to have a stud, you know, whether it's your start number one or not. But it's not like all these extra guys that – you called up from the minors or you, you know, or have been sitting in the bullpen that all of a sudden you're throwing for those games. So that's the only bad part. It's the same for every team, but you know, Maple Lake started a kid that's a fr- uh, senior in high school. Yeah. So a draftee. Yeah. Well, I think but that fun stuff. what goes on there, you know, they only play a single game each of the first two weekends. Maybe they could, you know, play more games that second weekend, play one more game there. It's a 48-team tournament, so trying to get all the games played in one location, I suppose, is the challenge. There's just too many first and second round and and third round games to get in, so then they wind up playing three the last weekend. But, yeah, I agree. It is too bad that sometimes you wind up a guy, you know, you have five pitchers throw for you in the state championship game because of, of so many innings being piled up. There's no innings limit in 
amateur baseball. Everybody's an adult. Uh, they can choose for themselves whether they want to throw 17 innings in a single day or not. Um, but you, you would prefer not to do that. You don't want to blow guys' arms out, especially since a lot of these guys are pitching in college or what have you. Yeah, totally agree on that. So, And like I said, it's the same for everybody, but um, I'm sure Doc was like, geez, how many trips to the mound am I going to take here in the championship yeah. game? I sure, I sure wish it was that I could throw my guy out there and, you know, we get through five, six, seven innings and, you know, piece it together kind of like you'd like to. But, again, it's the same for everybody. That was a heck of a run, and it always sucks to be that close and lose. But it was it was fun to be there and, and a cool experience for those guys, I'm sure. Where, where did you end up sitting then? I was I was down. I was kind of in the bullpen. Yeah. That's the only thing I would say about Delano is they had kind of cheesy bullpens. But, <laughs> um, we were down there. It was roped off. So, I mean, the guy warming up in the bullpen was literally throwing – two feet behind me so I was down the line and by the later innings there was a little bit of shade there so that was kind of nice but yeah no doubt hey uh Viking season kicks off on Sunday against Tampa I think this is a lot bigger game than a normal season opener because of the schedule they play in Philadelphia four days later uh that's going to be really a tough game to win so if you don't beat Tampa at home this Sunday Certainly could be a chance of starting 0-2, which is not the way you want to begin the year. I think there's a little more pressure on the Vikes uh, coming up this Sunday than maybe there normally would be in a season opener. I agree with that. Um, being down here in the Dallas area, you know, it's a lot of Cowboy stuff. So, And we found a place to watch the game last night. I was all excited for the season to start. And, you know, the Vikings, if you just look at the teams that are on there, whether or not it pans out that way, they definitely have a tough schedule. And I mean, in our division, is so much improved. Obviously, yep. Detroit winning last night over Kansas City, and um, I always uber excited. I'm the same as you, huge purple guy. Of yep. course, we always have the Kirk conversations and everything. But yep. but uh, aside of that, I'm I'm pumped up. Um, our offense, you know, thinking Todd, like watching. I said that last night. You watch Mahomes; he had nobody on his team last night. Like nobody really. That you know. I don't even know if any of those guys would play on the Vikings team as far as their offensive players, like the receivers and yeah. and stuff like that, you know. And he he still makes it work and whatever. I mean, with Kelsey there, that would have been a completely different game. But yeah. Vikings have a lot of a lot of weapons, and you know we don't really have a huge weakness as far as like the the offensive part of it, as far as receivers, running back, and our tight end and everything too. Obviously, our line same issues we talk about all the time, but. Yeah. I'm amped up. I'm excited. Yeah, it's no, be the volleyball game that I have in a few minutes that's got me amped up, but yeah, you know me. Yeah, All right. that's right. A passionate guy, no doubt about it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be a fun season. I don't know if 13 wins is in the offing, though. What do you think? What? Give, give like me a, a prediction. Lot. It does. Give me a prediction on that season like wins. Yeah. We have 17 games now, right? Yep, yep. Jeez, I don't know. I would, I'd probably be more towards like 11 and 6. Yeah. Which is still probably winning the division oh, in the and going to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. eleven and six is a heck of a good season. I would take yeah. that. That might even be a little high, but yeah, that's probably at this with all the optimism I have right now. Now in three weeks, when we're having this podcast, we might be like, "Oh boy, yeah, what's going but on?" I hope, I hope it's the opposite. I hope Madison fills in like we don't even know any better, and I just uh, like I said. Yeah. Huge homer guy. I get excited about them just like you do. It may not be think? it what may not be three weeks. I, I said ten. We did our predictions on the morning show here yesterday and I said ten and seven and 10. 
and then you know maybe getting into the playoffs and and uh, maybe winning a game this year. Who knows? But I'm still optimistic about the team, despite taking them to be three games worse than last year. But I think it's just going to be hard to win that many close games like they they did last year again. Uh, and I still have concerns about the defense until I see has Flores really got a a lot better scheme. We believe that he does, but until we see it. And until we you know, get a look at some of the new Vikings defenders, because there certainly is quite a few of those. There's some inexperience at corner. Uh, the, the linebackers outside of Jordan Hicks are a little younger, uh, too. And I, I don't know if I, I know a defensive lineman the Vikings have outside of Daniel Hunter. Uh, they signed this Davenport in the offseason, who's a, a pretty good defensive end or outside linebacker, they call him, because they are playing the 3-4 again. But I'm a little concerned about the depth of talent on the defensive side, even more than I am uh, the scheme at all. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I wish I could name off a lot more of our defensive players yeah. than I can. Uh, maybe that'll be a good thing. And I've kind of been in the camp that I think we're going to be a lot more aggressive. Um, I think yeah. we're going to play a lot faster than we have, and um, I always kind of believe that when you look at defenses, of course, they're stars on different teams, but there's some of these teams, you know, like the Ravens and whatever, it's just like they have this mantra of how aggressive they play. And I think that comes from the coaching comes from what their expectations are. And I would think he's going to at least instill that. So it's really going to show us, is this really a lack of talent or was it a scheme and was it a mentality? Because I think defense is such a mentality. So yeah. I hope we run around a little bit. We get after the quarterback, and we're don't play so such loose coverage, you know. And just I just hope we're a lot more aggressive because who doesn't want that from your defense? Right. Yeah. And I think offensively they're going to be even better than than they were last year, despite not having Dalvin Cook on this year's team. Uh, uh, just from being in the same offense for two years in a row yeah. for the first time yep. in years, Zimmer changed offensive coordinators and offenses every single season. Uh, it's nice to have uh, some uh, continuity on offense this year. That'll only help Cousins, the receivers, everybody. Yep, I totally agree with that. Um, I think our coaches, our head coach is an offensive mind, and I think him and Kirk do jive very well. Yep. Uh, you know, you got J.J. there. It's just I don't even think we realize how good he, he is when you think of that position, and I don't I just I can't say anything but good things about him. Yeah. And I hope we can keep him. I know they're talking. You probably know more than I do. They're talking about trying to sign him soon here, aren't they? I don't know if that's going to happen, but. Yeah. Um, I. Star Tribune I, was reporting I, before Sunday they think they'll have him yeah. signed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a lot of money to dish out in a week's time between Hawk and, yeah. and what they're talking about with him, but. There must be endless amount of money in these professional sports. It's unbelievable. They even have a salary cap, and they just signed Joe Burrow for $275 million yesterday. (laughs) Cincinnati did, which is certainly a small market of the 32 NFL teams. I think that's 29th or 30th in market size there in Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow now takes over as the highest player, uh, paid player in NFL history. I'm glad it's not Deshaun Watson anymore. I think that was kind of distasteful yeah. a little bit by Cleveland to sign that guy to that kind of a contract. But now Joe Burrow has surpassed it, uh, which I'm certainly happy about. Lefty, hey, safe travels. Good luck uh, to yeah. the gals down there this weekend. Okay, thanks a lot, Todd. Good talking. Have a good weekend. Jeff Ash joining us on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at kwlm, 1340 a.m. and 96.3 FM.